and welcome to the first Miami Sports Pod since the pandemic began, Clay. It's been a while, man. It, who are you again? I, I, no, seriously. We worked out of our rooms for months, and then we slowly made our way back into the studios, but technology uh, here with COVID protocol wouldn't allow us to, f- to do this podcast, and we finally get to do it. And boy, the timing couldn't be better. You know, we could, this pod could all be about Pat Riley and, and what happened, he said about the heat and the offseason plans, but you know what? We spent so much time on the heat. This pod is going to concentrate on Tua Tungvaloa, finally the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. And Clay, I was away this week and I, I finally got back and I listened to all the, the sound that you listened to that day of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua and Brian Flores and all the decision making. I guess the first thing is you're not surprised that Tua is the starter now, are you? I am. I, I was surprised at the timing of it. And now, in hindsight, the bye week getting moved up obviously meant a lot in the decision. And Cam Wolf actually asked Brian Flores about that. He said, well, it didn't hurt. And so that was pretty much all you needed to know. It, it was clear that, that maybe when the bye week was later, they had been targeting that date. But I think what all, what's also clear, Will, is that Tua has made enough strides since before the season began that it made sense to put him in there now and you won't feel like there's Mm -hmm. any sort of significant drop-off in play. And the reason why I say I was surprised by the timing was you just came off two blowout wins. Fitzpatrick hadn't played great, but he had played reasonably well. But then you had also just had Brian Flores, I want to say the week before, maybe two weeks before, he was asked about when you would play Tua. And he made some comment about, you know, if I were a parent and putting a, mm-hmm. a, a player out there that I'd know. So it made, you to believe, it made you believe that maybe the injury was still a concern. So that's where I think our heads were at after the Jets game, thinking that those two throws were just that, that he wasn't yeah. ready to go in full time, uh, on a full-time basis yet. Um, but then in hindsight, knowing now that the bye week may have played yeah. a factor in this. It made a little more sense. I, You know, my thing with Tua is that I, there, you look around the league and Joe Burrow starting from day one, uh, Justin Herbert started from game two, took an injury, but that's it. Once he took the job, he's not let it go and he's not going to let it go. You go back to last year where Kyler Murray was the starter from day one. Daniel Jones started a couple games in once they saw Eli, you know, it was time to move on. Teams make this move and go with it. There was no surprise in my end because this day was going to come, and Brian Flores had said along, it's going to happen You know, when he's ready. There, he, he, Tua was working hard. He talked about it, what he did behind the scenes. But it, this was never about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been this season what he's always been. I, and, I, and I should more say what he's been in the last you know, seven, eight years of his career. Early in his career, he was the classic journeyman, and he wasn't even starting quality you know, quarterback. And then he had that, found that opportunity with the Jets, and he, and he had the Fitzmagic started, and you know, he went to Tampa, and all the things that have happened. He is the same guy. Look, he throws a lot of interceptions. He makes a lot of bad decisions. He also makes a lot of good decisions. He is what he called himself as a placeholder, mm-hmm. the perfect placeholder. But I think once Brian Flores saw that Tua in the meetings was ready, in the film study was ready, in the practice field was ready. It was a matter of time. And to your point about the Jets, the reason I thought that was significant, remember the week before he's like, why am I going to put him in a blowout and just hand off the ball? I always felt that when he finally played, it was almost like the baton pass, like that's it, he's playing. That's why it never surprised me they didn't play early in the season or even a snap, because again, I didn't see the benefit if then he wasn't going to play for another two, three weeks. Like two, two passes against the Jets and all of a sudden fits the quarterback for the next four weeks, then what good were those two passes? Mm-hmm. I think you build off that into the bye week as your point was. I think it's just time. Look, and, and 
you heard Fitzpatrick that day. I didn't hear it till the day after. Uh, but I was also a little taken aback by what Fitz said just because he said all the right things all season and he knew he was the placeholder. So why the surprise? I mean, I, well, I think he's probably putting it in the in the context of when, when he's lost jobs before and and it's been okay either I go out there and I don't play as well or you know I know that there's somebody who is coming to take my job potentially down the road but not not when we have a roster and a team that needs a win now quarterback um, but does it does it you think this roster because I don't know if this roster's win now. Like, when I think win now, I think win the division, the Super Bowl, you know, get to the Super Bowl. Well, look, I mean, as far as the division goes, I don't know what to make of Buffalo anymore. I thought they were really, really good. I think they're the best they team in the division. Yes. But I don't think they're so far ahead of the Dolphins based on what we've seen from mm-hmm. Buffalo the last three. I mean, that game against the Jets was just terrible. And, and they won, and yet I think they looked even worse in that game somehow than they did uh, in the losses. So... I, I don't know what to make of Buffalo. I think New England is a disaster right now, and, and I, I don't know what's going to happen with their quarterbacks. We know the Jets are a disaster. So, I mean, all these things. So I, I think what Ryan Fitzpatrick looked at was we're winning games, we're getting better, the moves that we made in free agency are starting to pay off. You know, you're starting to get uh, Emmanuel Ogba playing. Well, Byron Jones, mm-hmm. I, I think we're, we're seeing who the Dolphins, why the Dolphins paid so much money. It's a lockdown. Um, and so you got him. So I think he saw a roster that's like, okay, I'm going to get this one year as long as I don't mess up. And as long as I don't, as long as we're going to win and we're getting better and we have a chance to make the playoffs, I'm not going to lose my job. So, and, and Will, I, I think I was probably thinking along the same lines as Ryan Fitzpatrick that they would have to get to a point where either they were out of it or Ryan Fitzpatrick did something to lose the job before Tua would take over. And I think in Ryan Fitzpatrick's mind, he hadn't done anything to lose the job. I don't think he was ever going to. You know, to me, because I think here's the thing with Fitz. If he would have played another three weeks, right, he may have come back against this Rams team that's got a very aggressive defense, very, very talented team, and just had one of those Fitzpatrick two interception days, right? Where two, three interception days where he struggles. And then he'd come back the next week and throw three touchdowns. That's just Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I just never, I guess my, my line of reasoning is I just don't follow how this is a surprise or the timing of it or there's a player issue than the locker room. The thing. Oh, this I don't buy not, any of that. You know, and no, you, no, 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 we, no, no. I tweeted the other day and it's just, you know, as a Giants fan, I mentioned it. And, and then I saw that, that Kurt Warner tweeted it as well, is that, you know, I remember the Giants being five and four, and Eli. And I mention Eli only because Eli, like Tua, comes with a big name. You know, Tua is mm-hmm. not doesn't have the pedigree of the Manning family, but Tua is a brand. You know, mm-hmm. he before taking a snap is a brand, as Eli Manning was. You knew the day would come that Eli was going to start, just like you knew the day would come Tua. I remember the Giants were five and four, and in a playoff mix, they'd come off a tough game. But Kurt Warner was playing like Kurt Warner. I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer. He wasn't at that level anymore, but right. he was very good. You could compare it to the stats that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. That kind of player. And the Giants, Tom Coughlin just said, look, it's time. Let's just get the kid playing. What ends up happening? Giants went 1-6 down the stretch. Eli was terrible, uh, really struggled. Had I remember he faced the Ravens and the Eagles and these really tough defenses. And, and a lot of people thought, wow, the Giants just blew a season, a chance that maybe Kurt Warner could have led them to the playoffs. You know what happened the next year? Giants won 11-5 and 
went to the playoffs, won the division. So a couple right years there. after that, they won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He was the MVP. So my line of thing is you got to play two at some point when you're just okay, which I think the Dolphins are just an okay, solid team. I don't think they're an upper echelon team. I think they're a good team. I think they're a solid team. Let Tua learn the ropes with that. If he struggles, fine. It'll cost him a game or two. But then next year where I think that you could be a really good team, Tua's got seven, eight, nine, ten games under his belt. There are so many different layers to this, and so let's start with the, the Ryan Fitzpatrick side of this. And what you saw from Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I thought was misunderstood by some people, and okay, maybe he shouldn't have said, I got fired, and, and people are saying, oh, we're in the he middle of a pandemic. He was pretty emotional. I mean, it was whatever. a heartbreak. Oh, you know. people are actually losing jobs, and you're making eight and a half million, whatever. This is what he meant. He meant that, and this is why he was emotional, and he said this. He said, I haven't felt this invested since I was in Buffalo where I felt like this was my team. And, and I had a bunch of guys around me that were fighting with me. And, um, and he also said this, he said, you know, I, I took us through the tough times. And I think in his mind that this last year and a half, he went through all of that. And the payoff in his mind was, man, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and we're getting there and I can see us improving. That's where he was confused though. He was never gonna maybe, be a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe, and, but, but see, I think, I think in his mind it was, okay, as long as we're winning games and we're getting better, and I'm a part of that, mm-hmm. and it, not necessarily he's the reason for that, but that he, he's the part of that, then I'm going to get to see this through, and I'm going to get to see the fruits see, I don't, of this. I don't know why he thought that. But, but I, I, I think it's fair to say that's what he, he yeah. was imagining, and, and, and so I think that's why he was so emotional. Um, and, and I don't... I, I did not like how people were giving him a hard time for the raw emotion of it. I, I, no, I get that. I'm happy I just, my was, thing is, I'm glad he was emotional. I just don't know why he was emotional. No, I, mean, I, I can see right to be. I don't know. I, what, like, if you have that job, and he's lucky he started a game this season. If it wasn't for the trunk, the, the wacky offseason, if Tua would have been drafted and gone through a whole summer and proven that he's healthy and gone through a training camp and gone through uh, preseason games and proven that he's the guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick may have never even seen one game for the Dolphins this year. Well, look what, again, look at Joe Burrow, look at Kyler Murray, look at Justin Herbert now that, you know, one game in. Well, and maybe with, maybe I guess the difference is what you're saying is he should have seen that coming. I, I think maybe what we've seen with Fitz is he's a guy who, despite the fact he's been a journeyman, he hasn't, he hasn't let this game harden his heart or no, whatever. He's a, like he, he's likable guys you'll ever like, find. Loves the game. Guy. And so I think, and, and by the way, I think that's why his teammates gravitate towards Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And why Tua does too. Exactly. Tua, the relationship so, that he has is outstanding. So I think that's that side of it. That's the emotional, the hurt side. Um, he didn't see this coming. You can, you can argue he should have. Okay, so that's that side of it. For me, and the reason why I thought the timing was a surprise was because they were winning. And because Brian Flores has proven to us that he is going to do whatever he thinks is in the best interest of the team and winning the next game, uh, he didn't make this move just for the future. Like, it is for the future, but to me... I'm glad you're saying this, by the way. Th- there, there is a gap between... There's a big difference between making the move like you're talking about with mm-hmm. Coughlin and Eli, where you finish one and six. I think in, in Brian Flores's mind, this team is three and three... I think in his mind, if you told him, if you start Tua right now, mm-hmm. you're going to finish two and six. Oh, I don't think he'll believe that. He no, would make the by move. Way, and I mentioned the Eli thing, not thinking that, not saying that I thought that Tom Coughlin, the Giants, thought he would go one and six. He just happened to. Exactly. And he struggled. And and look, again, he learned from, I don't think Tua's going to come in nope. and automatically go two and six, two and seven, these next eight, seven, eight, nine games. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if it did happen, 
at least you got him that experience now on a team that's solid, and then you have all the draft picks, all the experience he'd get from this year. But I'm, I'll tell you this right now. This is the part. I'm glad you said this. I don't agree with anyone who thinks that Ryan Fitzpatrick makes the Dolphins better, and here's why. I mean right now. Because Tua Tagovailoa, when he's healthy, which all indications are, is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's, yes. a, he's a more talented. Ryan Fitzpatrick himself said a few weeks ago, and has said it multiple times, Tua does things that I just can't do. Yes. I, and maybe it's because he's 37, or maybe it's just because Tua is a trans. This, this, you know, people talk about all this stuff about, you know, uh, this generational talent and all this stuff. You know, this guy who's just going to come in and just be a star right away. He's got that equality to him. Well, so, and, and you, you mentioned this, and you can see it in the videos from practice and when he's just throwing it around. There's a twitch to him. Yeah, There's the a, way a he flick, a, his footwork. Like, there are things that he does that Ryan Fitzpatrick just can't physically do. So, well, and, and by the way, this, is, this may sound like a contradiction, but it's, it's why I was surprised. But it's also why I don't think Brian Flores makes this move if he thinks they're going to lose football games. Because there was nothing that Brian Flores has said, had said in the two weeks leading up to the Jets game that led you to believe that they were anywhere close to making this move. Like, the, the, the responses that he had to the questions, the one about, hey, I'm not going to put him in there was just an, to, I think that was intentional. No, I think it was. Like, in hindsight, it was. But at the time, when he makes a comment, I'm not just going to put him out there to, to hand it off in a blowout game. Or, you know, if I were a parent, I wouldn't want to put somebody out there. It led you to believe that it wasn't close enough yet for him to start. And, and in my mind, that meant that, okay, then he's not good enough yet to surpass Ryan Fitzpatrick when it comes to winning you a football game this coming Sunday. Clearly, he was a lot closer than, than Brian Flores was letting on. So yeah. I, I think now in hindsight... Which is, with the, which is to Flores' credit. Yeah, you know, he, and he, so, so anyway, all that to say, with the benefit of hindsight now, it should not have surprised me. Uh, but given all the information that we had at the time, I think it does. And I think, it did. But, but I, and I say this to Clay, and I say, it's just what we just were talking about. I think the Dolphins are going to go out against the Rams, and I think they would have a tough, that's a tough game. That's yes. a tough game whether Ryan Fitzpatrick starts or whether Tua Tungvaloa starts like he is. But uh, I think it's the kind of game that Tua can go out and in a debut, and if he's himself, and if the Dolphins players, look, again, if the line does what they can and they yep. get the ball out quickly, and Chan Gailey, by the way, has been great this year, perfect guy to have with Tua, get the ball out quickly. It's a big reason why Fitzpatrick has yep. played well. Receivers have been getting open. You know, Preston Williams making plays. Obviously, Devontae Parker is, is now at the upper echelon of receivers in the league. Uh, you look at Mike Kosicki's improvement and the leaps he's made. Tua's got everything at his disposal there. I think they could be a good team, and I think that this offense can be even better with Tua. I really do. I, well, I agree, and, and I think that is presuming that Tua is anywhere near the Tua that we saw at Alabama. And so I think the questions, given how Brian Flores had responded Man, he looked like it in those two, those two throws against the Jets. Yeah, he looked well, like yeah, it. No, so, yeah, if you go on social media, we have some fun with that. Um, but I, So I think the, the best way to answer this is, Going back to your first question, I was surprised given the information we had at the time. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, yeah. it was clear that the information... Does he give them the best chance to win? Clearly, he does. Yeah. Clearly, he does. Or or at least it's close enough to even, right? So, um, To me, Tua healthy gives them the best chance to win. Yes. And, and once yes. he got clearance in, in, in going into the season, that's why I was like, okay, now it's a matter of getting the playbook down, yeah. understanding the system and the philosophy and the terminology... 
and the speed of the game and understanding what he has to do. And, and see, to and me, it. healthy and knowledge of the playbook and all that stuff. Yeah. And that all goes – but but that's also why to your original point about if we had had a normal season, maybe he would have started week one. But, you know, he didn't have the chance to do OTAs and minicamp and no. all of the things preseason that are games. so – You knew he was going to play preseason games. I mean, so incredibly important for, for rookie quarterbacks. It's nuts, man. What he and, and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to end up doing, I mean, it's it's unfathomable. You know, if you had tried to go back 10 years ago and, and had a rookie quarterback do that without the benefit of, a, of an offseason. So, so summing it all up, it is the best move for the team for the future. Brian Flores has done nothing to make us think that he won't make the best move for the team to win games right now. So put that out of your mind. I was surprised by the timing. Fitzpatrick was clearly surprised by the timing. But I think my surprise has been lessened once we find out later that okay, things were clearly trending this direction in practice, yeah. and we just hadn't been yeah. privy to that. And, and by the way, the other thing, Will, I mean, you listen to Jerome Baker talk about Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, I, I mean, you, you see Tua interact with, with the player. players. Lynn Bowden, like when he completed that pass to Patrick Laird, and Lynn Bowden comes over and, and smacks him on the head like he just threw a touchdown pass with three seconds to go in the game. to win. Like this team is gravitating towards him. And don't He's give me this that personality. Don't give me this garbage about you're going to lose the locker room. Like, that's why I'm glad you said that too. Man. That I, I, here's anyway. the thing too. How do you lose a locker room when, when you have silly. one of the most talented players in college football in the last you know 15, 20 years? Falls into your lap because of all this injury stuff that happened. Then he now he's proven to you, like you said, he's an, a likable guy. He's got an electric personality. He's obviously got all the talent in the world. Ryan Fitzpatrick himself has yep. said does these things that he can't do and that others can't do. If you're in that locker room, you know this is your future, and you know that future is going to become the present very soon. So for anybody in that locker room to look at themselves and say, man, I don't know why they're playing too well. Are you kidding me? This Have you not been paying attention? And, I'm, and look, we're not in that locker room. It's not like the old days where we can be there, you know, during practice and in camp. Yeah. And we, look, we're Zooming with guys. We don't yeah. know what the feel of the locker room is. You hear what guys say, but you don't know how guys are around each other all the time. But everything seems to indicate these guys love Tua and that he's been great. This is to be said. I, I look at it no different than any job. Like sometimes I think we put sports on this pedestal like it's so different than everything. Mm -hmm. And granted, the money and the exposure is different. But if at our station, if we bring in this young person or a person that, that our boss loves and that they spend a lot of money on and they're grooming for the future, are we going to be surprised when they're on the main anchor desk or they're one of the main people on the station and they're being promoted? No. That's why they were bought. If you bring in a, a, a doctor, an attorney, or whatever it may be to a place and they're the person that's supposed to be and you give them the big case or they're the big – you're not surprised by that. That's what. That's why you bring in a certain type of person. That's why the Dolphins got to us so he could be their guy. So I don't see how the locker room can be thinking like, man, what a weird time to bring in the fifth pick in the draft who was one of the great players of college football who we are building our franchise around. I don't think you're going to get that. And I hope he goes out. Look, the, the narrative, you know, is going to be, we're going to take a pod next week, right, after Tua's first game. And it, we're either going to be Are we like, going to overreact? Yes, are we going to do the overreaction thing? It's going to be thing? like Tua's the next Dan Marino. He led them to a big win with a late drive. Or he was just whatever, made some mistakes, and maybe they should have gone with stayed with Fitzpatrick because they lost the game because he threw a late pick or didn't get, read the play properly. You know that's what's going to happen. Not necessarily with us, but just in general. That's what's going to happen. And that's what's going to happen for the next 10 games. I'm fed up with national media narratives, oh, by the way, after this week. We, we could do a whole pot on that. Um, but with Tua and, and your point about losing the locker room and, and all of that, I, this is a different time. And you talk about we can't get the feel for the locker room by being out there like we used to, can't watch practices, you can only see stretching, all that. 
The one thing that you can do, Will, and this is kind of taking people behind the curtain, is so we now get this pool feed of the the video from inside the stadium because you can only have one photographer. We used to be able to send our photographer out there. Each station could do whatever they wanted. Now they're they're limiting the number of people who can be in the building, including photographers. So everybody gets this pool feed, and and the camera person who's done a phenomenal job this year. It's alternated for the Dolphins gives us different shots and one thing that I've, I've paid close attention to especially as we've you know gotten this last week in where it is officially Tua time is okay where can we find the video of Tua right like mm -hmm. what is he doing pregame what's he doing and and well the one thing that struck me is how many times you see him chatting it up with various members of the team yeah um and and you know it, I, there was one where he's sitting there with Devontae Parker for a while and just kind of you could tell he's kind of talking to him about what's going on in the field and um, obviously talks a lot with Ryan Fitzpatrick you yeah. see him coming over and it, Christian Wilkins is the first one to jump on guys after they score yeah. but then there's Tua coming over and congratulating guys and um, he's always smiling on the bench he's always, always got his head in the playbook or in this case you know the the, the yes. surface Microsoft surface whatever thing and, and I'm not I I, I I don't know that he didn't do this, but I don't remember seeing that sort of interaction with Josh Rosen. I could be wrong on that, and it could be just two no, different guys. No, you're not guys. wrong. You're not wrong. It's, and they are different guys, but Tua clearly has made that a priority. You know why, though? Because he knows he's going to be the guy. Sure. If you're going to be the guy, you need to earn your teammates' respect and they, that where your voice means something. And to the point about Rosen, and, and kind of brings it back full circle, Brian Flores has built up enough credibility with that locker room over the last year and a half to where last year Fitzpatrick was not very good early. The whole team was bad. So he puts Josh Rosen out there because he's done better in practice and say, okay, let's see if he's a gamer. Let's see if he'll go out there and, and give us something in a game. Clearly he did not, and he was not the best option to win football games. But instead of keep putting Rosen out there every week since he's the younger player and let's see if we've got something with him and if we need to devote our franchise to him. He pulled him out and he put Ryan Fitzpatrick yep. back in because Ryan Fitzpatrick gave that team and those guys a better chance to win football games. And oh, by the way, a lot of those players were playing for contracts. Every player is playing for a contract in the NFL. Nothing is guaranteed. So if you don't play the best player, yeah. that gives you a chance to win at the quarterback position, you could be taking food off the table for everybody in yeah. that locker room. And you could be hurting I their agree. livelihood. Yeah. So Brian Flores, to me, has earned up enough credibility over the last year and a half in that locker room to where take that national media and, and just, just throw it out oh, the yeah. window. I, I don't like, think, and I don't think Flo so cares. Ridiculous. I don't think no, Flo he cares. Doesn't. He does, and he doesn't care about the local media either, nor should he. And no. I, when I say care, he's, Flo's great to deal with. I mean, Flo's very respectful, answers your questions. I don't mean that he's a bad person. I just mean, in the end, all that matters is the guys in his locker room, right. the staff around, what he sees and what he knows, which, quite frankly, more than ever, a team will, a coach and a team will always know better than the media because they're there all the time. Yes. But, you know, for the most part, media can be around. We can get a sense, talk to players, watch practice, talk to guys in the locker room. Those days are done because of given everything we're going through. You know, there's the reason we haven't had a... a, a a pot in seven, eight months. So we don't get that benefit of the doubt to talk to guys and to see it. So we, we kind of have to just go with Flo. He knows this team. If we've learned anything from Brian Flores in the last year, in the, his first year plus as a head coach, is that that man loves to win. Yep. That man wants to win. And if Tua Tagovailoa could not give the Dolphins the best chance to win, he wouldn't be playing. By the way, that's why Tua didn't play the first five, six weeks of the season. Yep. Because he wanted to make sure he was ready. Now he's ready. He has the bye. And... You know, here we go. Uh, this is gonna isn't it? This is gonna be a weekly tool pod almost for the most part. We also think we should do two pods. 
this Miami Sports Pod with everything. We could talk Canes, we could talk Heat, whatever, Marlins, but and then a Tua Pod. Maybe we should look into it. Let's do it. The Tua Pod. I'll bet you we can sell that really quickly. What can? Oh, we have to come up with a name, a sponsor. Who's going to be the best sponsor? Oh, we can find plenty of sponsors. Who doesn't want to be associated with Tua Tagovailoa? The Tua Pod. Are we allowed to sponsor a, a pod based around another person? I don't know what the copyright well, I, I, rules I mean, I know, are. We can that. call it the Tua Pod or <laughs> the Tua Pod. I don't. So we so we do the first pod, which is on Miami Sports, and then we transfer it over to the Tua Pod. The number two of the number two of pod. Number two I like pod. that we got the number one pod and the number two of pod. There you go. That's it. Oh my goodness! Hey, didn't you miss us? Maybe we should just go back for another seven months after that. But uh, that is your Miami Sports Pod. We look forward to Tua Tagovailoa. We look forward to conversations about Tua, about the heat, about everything else. Dad As- jokes on dad jokes. Oh, my goodness. We should, we'll, we'll do a dad joke pod. Thanks for listening. We'll talk next week after Tua. Number, first game. Number, no, number no, two. And pod and number two. Because since it's the second, second pod. Tua things. Tua things. Oh, goodness.